Hello, good afternoon. It's Witch from the County Road Bobblers um, and welcome to our podcast today. Uh, she hosted by myself as, as normal, um, retaking the reins because we had uh, Roger Armstrong uh, doing one for us the other day. It's weird to be back hosting this actually and we're joined by two good friends of ours. Obviously, um, Al Myers I'm sure doesn't need any any great big introduction to us blues. You know, he's a, a man very close to our, our heart. So uh, Al, I hope you're well, mate, and, and welcome to the podcast. It's a pleasure to be on. Thanks, guys. <laughs> and, uh, and, and well, Matt, you've become a bit of a mainstay, haven't you? You know, a couple of podcasts here and there, and now I think uh, every week I'm dragging you back on now. No, it's a pleasure. Pleasure to be asked. Thank you very much. <laughs> so I think uh, it's fair to say, in, in, you know, as far as Evertonia goes, it's been a, it's been a crazy month, start of the year, couple of weeks. Often it's almost become like a crazy 24 hours uh, but following on from something that has actually become um, seen less than a dodo, probably seen less than Everton's board of directors at Goodison Park lately, uh, is is a win, <laughs> which is uh, I mean you, you obviously can't see my my smile and and uh, Matt and Al's, but I think uh, us as Evertonians are just glad, aren't we, to be well, firstly back to winning ways. Um, Matt, uh, I know you were you were stood next to me the other you know the other day you know before the game and went for a couple of pints and met up with a couple of good people and then I walked down to Goodison with a peaceful protest as well, um, and we were kind of hinting uh, that we we may see uh, three points. Uh, I take it you're happy, mate. <laughs> I was delighted. It was, um, you know, I, I think one of one of the the biggest buzzwords coming out of the game and and speaking to people afterwards was relief. You know, 100, 105 days without a win, uh, and that included a World Cup as well. So you know, it was it was a long, 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 long time coming. Um, I, I would have taken one point off 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 one of the centre offs backsides, but you know, to to put the to put the performance in that we did, and and win in the manner of which we did, then you know, it it just really cemented what was a, a fantastic day. Definitely couldn't agree more. And uh, Al, um, what were your thoughts? Obviously, it's it's been a it's been a long few weeks. Was it? You know, obviously you're 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 from a different side of the, the coin in terms of you're an Evertonian, but you've obviously got the professional capacity. You know, you've got to deal with this day in day out. Was it a big relief for you? Oh yeah, I mean, you know, there's certain things I have to be uh, professional about, but um, celebrating a win is not one of them. <laughs> you know, I. I um... <laughs> You know, I, I, it was it was tremendous. I mean, I, I, I you know, and I don't want to sound like you know the the person who you know with hindsight, but I actually did sense that something would happen against Arsenal. I, I just sensed that Sean Dyche would do exactly what he did, and that was to 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 instill um, a sort of siege mentality, you know, in the team, and a, and a, you know, we're not going to allow this to happen. And and I, you know, it, it's, very, it's very you have to be very careful when you're talking about. Dice coming in because, of course, Frank Lampard will have given everything he, he had to make it successful. And 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 you know, I know people say you know he should have gone before and all the rest of it, and that may well be the case. But the bottom line is he will have given hundred and ten percent if he can do that. You know, uh, to to make to be successful, it wasn't to be. Uh, but but just when a new manager comes in, the lift and I've seen it. I've been at clubs many many years. You know when when that's happened and and you actually visibly see in the dressing room and on the training pitch people change and their mentality change. You know, I, I think there's a massive understatement about mentality and about belief in football and confidence. And um, and you saw that on Saturday. And I've said for quite some time this this squad is is a, is a top, you know, a top half, at the very least top half 
squad. Um, and, and I still believe that. I, I, you know, I, I think they can easily avoid relegation, um, but they've got themselves into a position now which is going to be a lot harder you know, than it might might have been if if the first part of the season had gone well. But um, but no, that that was a, a fantastic result and a fantastic performance. Usually we say, don't we? You know, it's the result that matters. But the performance was 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 brilliant as well. I couldn't agree more. I, I mean, I saw you in the week. We've actually, I think you were on there uh, with Baz and Perton and uh, big. Uh, big, uh, well, Super Kev, uh, you were on, and uh, yes. it, I, 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 forgive me, I can't remember the uh, the Arsenal TV host, um, Amanda. Yeah, Amanda. Amanda was kind of explaining, you know, what what are the dangers, you know, you know, are ever could Everton possibly win, and you know, I, I think you were one of the ones who said never say never in football, um, you know, and lo and behold, you kind of stuck to your guns and, and said, you know, anything well, can happen if Goodson turns up. That's one thing I've learned after 30 years in the game. You know, you never say not, nothing. Nothing surprises me anymore. You know, although Everton have tested that over the last month or so, to be fair. <laughs> oh, it is. You're almost logging on to, oh, most people are signed into Twitter nowadays, but you're almost hoping the app up in the morning thinking, what's today going to bring? Um, Tell me about it. <laughs> um, Matt, obviously, yeah, you know, I, I think what what was pleasing as well, just just obviously touch on this because I know you're present with myself. Was, was the protest was really peaceful as well? You know, it was a good turnout, wasn't it? And um, you know, and I, I think we kind of took some of that into the ground as well. Um, you know, I, no, I think Evertonians, you know, we we want to be united. You know, no what, no matter what your views are on the club, and look, everyone sees how we become a better version of where we are now, different, and, and the paths to get there. But one thing we can agree is that we want a better football club. You know, we want Everton to be as, as best as it can be. Uh, but were you pleased, Matt, you know, to see that kind of the unity outside the stadium? And, and do you believe that might, may, might have had an impact going into the stadium on, on the atmosphere? Because I thought it was excellent within in the grounds at the weekend. Oh, 100%. I mean, you, you could sense it when, you know, even, even before everyone moved down to, to the Royal Oak, you, know, you, you could see that there was a, a very, very good spirit, a very good camaraderie um, for everybody. And you know, one of the, the noticeable things that you've seen is that, that the bickering has stopped a little bit on, on social media as well. And, you know, everybody, I think, is, is united. And you know, there's a lot of solidarity around you know, the common cause now, which is, you know, protest peacefully uh, and progressively. But you, know, you have to get behind the team and, and this you know, almost separating church and state a little bit where, you know, that we, we do have off the field business that, that we have issue with. But, you know, when it comes to, to the, on the team, then, you know, the support has to be there in the ground. The, the players have to feel it. The, the new manager has to feel it. And I think, you know, we, we did a, a fantastic job of that because, you know, there, there was a lot of people making their way up, you know, Speller Lane, up, up to the ground. And, you know, everyone was in good spirits. You know, there, there was no... No anger, no animosity. You know, everybody, everybody was there to air their right to protest peacefully. You know, there were you know there was quite a heavy police presence there, and all, all, all they did was just observe what was happening. You know, guided the the congregation up through Spellow Lane, left onto Goodison Road, and and, you know, and it was great. And you know, it, people were laughing, people were joking, people were singing, people were chanting. But you know, we we were there to do one thing and one thing only. And that was to make sure that, you know, the message got across. But, you know, the, the world's cameras were on us as well. You know, BT Sport were there. Um, you know, BBC were following us. You know, no yeah, the enemies BT. 
yeah. But there was massive coverage everywhere. There was, you know, there were images going online straight away. So, you know, we, we had to then we had to make sure that you know people understood that we were there to to air our grievances and get our point across, but you know, in a peaceful manner because you know, the, the, the reputations of, of, of Evertonians wrongfully um, has been dragged through the mud, you know, over the last sort of month to six weeks. And, you know, I think that that was our opportunity to say, you know, you, you know, we're not, we're not what we've been construed to be. We're, we're, we're very different in that respect. And, you know, we'll, we'll do what we want to do in the manner of which it should be done. And then, as you quite rightly say, then we, we took that good feeling camaraderie solidarity in, into the ground and you know, really really got behind the team it, it was it was fantastic I, I just want to touch on one word you said there Matt as well and, and respect um look uh, you know I've you know we've I've had conversations online this week and and you know I know that you know certain people can be swayed either way so you know obviously to hear my my opinions and what I believe to be a better Everton but you know if if yours differ then you know that that the that the them view should be treated with respect too. There was a some you know a chap that said to me, reached out and said, "I feel really under pressure. I don't really want to protest, and you know it's not for me, but I do you know want change." And I said, "That's fine." I said, "You know, by all means, just just go with what your heart says, you know, and and you know, and your head says, you know, don't be kind of swayed either way. You know, I'll I'll be there protesting, but if you don't feel comfortable doing it, then don't. You know, I think respect." And and that goes also, you know, and it should extend to people who who work for the football club, you know, journalists maybe that are reporting on the football club as well. That you know, and I've you know I've certainly had some conversations of you know certain people who've been under a lot of pressure uh, the last couple of weeks. You know, I think everyone's feeling it. Uh, you know, I won't name specifics, but I think you know we can ask for a better evidence, but it doesn't mean that people then deserve abuse at the end of it. Um, so I just, you know, as much as I've used this, you know, platform to ask for for change and 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 for us to do the right, you know, I also I'm going to do the same and just asking for anyone to listen, just to to make sure that as Matt says that we carry on being what Evertonians are about, respect, unity, uh, you know, we love our football club, and you know, I think that's the most important part. I'll, you know, from from your kinds of media heads, you know, how are Evertonians kind of. Views. I think it, that that kind of solidarity element is really important about this football club, isn't it? And I think it, it is viewed from the media that Everton, Everton fans are really passionate about the club that they support. Yeah, I think I think there's no doubt about that. Um, and I think you know, it, I thought I thought Everton Everton fans, and I wasn't there. I couldn't be there on Saturday, but but I I felt that from what I saw, they showed a remarkable ability to to get their message across. Uh, and at the same time, support a new manager and the team. And, and I thought they did it absolutely perfectly. Um, you know, I, I go back to when uh, the owner, Farhad Mashiri, said uh, that it's everybody's democratic right to protest. And I thought that was actually quite big of him to say that, to be honest. Uh, yeah. You know, because, you know, not not everyone would say that, you know. And, um, you know, and I think, I think fair play to him for saying that because, um, you know, it... it it, it, it took, I think, a, a lot of the steam out of the situation at the time um, because it is everybody's democratic right to protest if they want to, as long as it's peaceful, as long as it's done in a, in a respectful way. You know, and, and I know we've had little bits of incidents, you know, uh, you know, around the ground and things like that. But but, you know, I think everybody knows, the, you know, what they were and, and how they came about. And, you know, but but, 
you know, the majority, the vast majority of, of um, Everton fans behaved impeccably with regards to protesting and, and getting their message across. And, and then once, the, as you, you, you guys have, have said, you know, once they got into the ground, um, it, it's, it's been that, that bear pit that I described it earlier in the week when I did a piece on Sky. You know, it was a bear pit again. And, 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 and that's fantastic for, for Everton. It's fantastic for the manager. That's what he wanted. He wanted that unity within in the ground. And I, I think the day that Everton fans are not as passionate as we've seen over the last month, I think, is the day to finish the club, you know, because, you know, that's what it's about. You know, that's, you know, I, I never saw, even when I was at the club or, or, or since, you know, when I saw, not anger, but, you know, when I saw people getting passionate, people getting, I saw passion. I didn't see anger. I saw passion. You know, and, and I think if you take it that way, yeah, OK, it, it, it's not pleasant. You know, I've been the other side, you know, I was there in the 90s when, you know, I mean, I, I got put up against the, um, after the Coventry game, I got put up against the dugout by a fan, you know, pinned to the dugout and, and he was screaming in my face, you know, this is Neverton, this is Neverton. But, you know, whilst at, the, at that moment, you know, it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't exactly comfortable, but, but it, afterwards I reflected on it and realised that, you know what, he was just passionate, you know, and he was just concerned at the club. And, and I think we underestimate sometimes what Everton Football Club means to people, means to the fans. You know, it, it means everything to those fans. I've seen people shake when they talk about Everton, you know, because it, it, the passion is so much in them. And I don't know what it is, you know, about football that makes people like that. And I, I think the day we, we uh, disrespect that you know, will be a very sad day, and and um, and and we'll have more worries than what we have now if that ever happens. You know, so so listen. You know, let people say what they feel. Let, as long as it's respectful, as I say, uh, and that 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 must happen. Um, but uh, let people say how they feel and 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 listen to them. You know, that's that's the the biggest issue I have is that people have to listen and and have empathy and understand. What the what the fans are, are talking about, and then you know there will be th- there will be times when you disagree with the club. You know there will be times when you disagree with the fans as the club. You know, but but that doesn't mean you you can't come together and 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 work these things out. You know, because as you said before, everybody wants the same thing, and that's a successful, better Everton. Couldn't agree more, Al. <clears throat> and there was something I was going to kind of come on later um, to, uh, but I kind of segue onto it and come back which is obviously I believe Deitch to be fair and I, I look I'll, I'll hold my hands up I, I wasn't necessarily my first choice but I'll, I'll support whoever's uh, in the dugout at Everton till you know till that moment that they walk away so he's got my utmost support um, but the, you know I'm, I'll, I'll kind of come back to this later on um, but you can this kind of saying you can disagree and commit a way forward um, mm. and I think Deitch has almost done that He's done some really basic, not basic, the kind of cornerstone leadership um, things that he's done straight away, which really impressed me, which I didn't necessarily expect to see. And maybe we'll come on to the stereotypes sometimes of, of Sean Dyche. And, you know, I think he, he's obviously a lot deeper than that. You know, anyone who's watched his podcasts, I've asked to force myself to watch them now. He's, he's here. I can see, you know, that he, he does know his stuff. Um, and I think that's maybe where the club are at. You know, they don't have to agree with everything, but they can maybe disagree, but look for a way forwards uh, and I think yeah. you know that, that way forward needs to come and it needs to come faster than ever before you know whether that's old school dialogue or getting people together and 
and talking to fans either way you know the, the needs to the needs to, to be a way forward um so I, won't, I mean I'll move on I know a lot of podcasts have been touching on on, on the um, you know the space has been touching on that side of things and you know obviously people know my view so we'll, we'll, we'll kind of talk about I think I think though they've just, just if I can just finish on that you know I think what we all have to agree with that it's an embarrassment you know um what we see on what we saw on Saturday with the board not being there it's embarrassing to them it's embarrassing to the fans it's embarrassing to the owner it's embarrassing to Everton Football Club you know and and we have to find a way to make that not an embarrassment you know what I mean it, it, whatever that is and I don't know how it looks that's not for me to decide you know that's for the owner to decide but you know but but one way or another we have to get over this because you know, it, it's not a good look for a football club, a Premier League football club, and it affects everything else. You know, in fact, we're looking at investors at the moment. It's not a good look, you know, to not have the board there for whatever reason. Now, I'm not saying, you know, that and I want to make this clear, you know, I'm not saying to the fans, you know, you've got to allow it, you know, uh, uh, stop stop uh, saying what you want to say. And, you know, but but somehow, some way, we have to find a way to to, to alleviate that issue. Definitely. Go on, Matt. Uh, can see uh, you. You look poised on the end of the end of your seat there. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I think there's there's always room for you know what what Tony Robbins would call thoughtful disagreement. You know where you you you, you are going to have different you know, different opinions, and you know, I, I think it's very much in in the club's best interest to try and find a way to negotiate, or you know try and try and strike something with 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 supporters where you know there there is there is dialogue um certainly in in the case of you know as al says what 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 this is is doing is it's harming the reputation of the club and you know from from the the outside looking in then you know this is one of the things where you know evertonians get really frustrated with you know why why are we always in the newspapers why why are we always you know part of a new cycle why those articles written about us and it's the dysfunction and it just it just feeds into that totally agree and it's look i mean we can't get away from the fact that everton football club isn't where it should be so no matter who kind of sets why you know obviously they've had two strategic reviews so there's huge question marks why did the first one not work you know why are we on a second one within five years? You know, there's lots of questions there. You know, it's I'm sure that you know that everyone's got their own perception. That's normal um, as to why things aren't working. But either way, you know, we're at, we're at a point now where there needs to well almost be a breaking point to find a way forward. And for the best of the football club, I, I hope that comes soon. Um, so rewinding on to obviously the appointments of Sean Dyche. You know, I've said alluded already. He's not necessarily the one I, I would have necessarily gone for, but the list of candidates that were there probably wouldn't have also been some something I drew up. Um, but you know, he's a man who prides himself on on honesty and hard work. He kind of demands that from his players as well. Um, and we've seen a, a a few kinds of throwback moments, haven't we, this week? Of you know, maybe maybe a manager of of, of you know the getting back to kind of the Dave Moyes areas, you know of. No, you know, he 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 demanded players wore socks and shin pads, you know, he bans gloves and snoots. He had someone running out to Sports Direct to get more socks because he wanted players to have proper socks. But you know, there were some unusual trading ground images that, that we might not have seen. Uh, Al, um you've probably seen a few 
crazy training grounds images, and some most of them probably come from Gaza back in the day. But uh, <laughs> was it a bit of a throwback to the nineties? Maybe seeing some of the training grounds images, you know, and, and and how the players were dressed and throwing up and that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, I mean, not not so much the nineties that reminded me of. Um, it reminded me of because um, the nineties were very different. You know, it, strangely enough, when I went back in twenty thirteen, someone said to me, "What what was the difference?" You know, when you left in in 1999 or whatever it was, 2000, um, you know, what was the difference? And and it was a complete difference. You know, um, players were, you know, pl- players were coming in, seeing me with briefcases, talking about, you know, in, <laughs> you know, uh, um, image rights. And, you know, and when I left, you know, in, in just after the 90s, you know, uh, I had Gaza taking the windscreen wipers off my car, you know, and wrapping them around <laughs> my neck, you know. You know, so, uh, so the players came in at that time literally just to train that was their job and they went home you know and and but now it's very very different and there's massive pressures on players compared to to, to back then but what Sean Dyche's uh, arrival has reminded me of is that you've alluded to it, it was David Moyes's first sort of time at first couple of years at the club and, and the way I can best describe this is when you go to either Belfield at the time or or even Finch Farm in the later years um there was a discipline and and it doesn't matter whether you were a chef whether you were a player whether you were a journalist going to do an interview there or whether you were an academy kid coming to you know to to play there of an evening there was a discipline there where you knew that you could not misbehave you know and, and you had to treat the place with respect and i think that's what has been brought back um i think that's been missing you know, from it felt as if it's been missing. I, I, I don't know whether it is because I don't work there every day. So, you know, it would be unfair to me to say, I can only say what I feel. And, and, and it always felt like it. There wasn't that sort of, I don't, know, I don't know whether fear is the word, but there was that discipline that you knew you had to behave, you know, and um, and, and, and I think that's great. You know, and I, that was one of the reasons we talked about, the, you know, you talked about the um, the candidates for the manager's job. That was one of the reasons I, I liked the, the sound of Bielsa you know, because I know that he would have commanded the training ground and commanded the football side of things, you know, and, and I think Dyche actually is doing that as well, you know, and not be the risk, I suppose, that Bielsa would have been, you know, because he wanted to to look at the club deeper and, and, and it was a it was more of a project, really, whereas I think Dyche was the man with the hose who was going to come in and, and sort it out straight away, you know, and so... So in a sense, I think we've got the right man. And I think when you look at the situation at Leeds, we could well have missed out on that, you know, um, you know, if we hadn't been, you know, done it when we did. Um, so, yeah, I'm very pleased with him. And, um, you know, I certainly wouldn't, uh, I don't think he suffers fools. So I certainly wouldn't, um, you know, go up against him. That's for sure. It's an interesting one, isn't it? And, you know, I think I've probably fell into the kind of stereotype of Deitch and, you know, I've heard some obviously real positive signs of some of the stuff that he's already installed at the training grounds. I probably said back in, I think it's about 2018, 19, when we started to get some of these managerial appointments wrong, in my opinion. Well, not in my opinion. And, you know, now you look back, at, I think we were getting them wrong. But, you know, we were probably getting, I mean, not that you can't call Carlo Ancelotti, for example, the, you know, the wrong candidate. He's obviously a fantastic mm-hmm. manager and I think in between. But, I almost felt like we needed someone that could be three to five years, which is a dime a dozen at times in modern day football, but almost the kind of mimics the the, the Gladys Street, you know, bit bit unhinged, very passionate, kicks every ball, 
you know, and uh, very honest, you know, doesn't cook, you know, try and feed you the nonsense. And I think we haven't really had that type of candidate, you know, and obviously Frank Lampard's got to have had some of that into him to be the player that he's he's been. And, you know, he's, he's obviously, he, he didn't grow up like Lionel Messi, you know, I think he's had to, to prove a lot of people wrong to get to where he's got to. So, I think there might have been an element there where we, we, we didn't see the other side of Frank, but, uh, you know, I think almost we've gone for the wrong candidate. And I think it's probably fair to say maybe Deitch is a bit back that way. Um, Matt, I know you've uh, you've been certainly pushing on the, on the, the WhatsApp group daily lately for, for Deitch and you're seeing me fighting against it. And, uh, you know, he, 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 you know, he, he pleasantly surprised at some of the stuff that you've seen. You know, he's starting to, to kind of think, well, this is, as Al said, maybe something that we needed right now. Yeah, I think so. I mean, just to, to touch on what Al was talking about, Bielsa. I mean, I was terrified of Bielsa coming in. I mean, <laughs> almost sleep, almost sleepless nights about Bielsa coming in. To be honest with you, but um, I, I, I think some of the you know the the, the really important things that that Dyche has, has brought and you know and hard work and, and discipline is, is is one uh, and two. I think probably at the top of the list. Um, I think he's brought a lot of clarity with him. I think that the the, the the players know that that he is the boss. You know, I, I think he, there's also going back to the Moyes days where you know it's not almost sort of totalitarian, but you know he is. If you ask anybody around, he's in charge. He's, he's the man that's in charge of everything. And I think from from a player's point of view, you know, there's there's a point of reference there where if, if they've got to do anything, if they've got to ask anything, you know, they you know the chain of command and, and and the manager is 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 the be all on the end all in that. Um, I think one 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 of the, the things that I, I picked up at being at the game on, on Saturday was, and it, as much as you want to watch the game, but you know he's a new manager, so you want to have a look at what he's doing on on the line, and you know his animation, how he was you know, conducting things, how he was managing the team in game, um, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dave's doing lots of gesticulating for those not looking, can't see us, but we, there was um, there there were. There were a couple of times where you know you wanted to get a message to the back four, and you went to Tarkovsky. You know, so there were no mixed messages. He went to him, and then he was passing out the instructions. And for the midfield, it was you go to Awobi, and he would pass out the instructions. So, um, from from you know, from an organisational point of view, I think everybody knew their jobs. Everybody knew what they had to do. I think there was there was total clarity, and I think you know think, things like that have been. Um, I've been missing, I think, over, over the last couple of couple of seasons and, and the last couple of managers because we have a new manager every season. Um, and you know, if, if you look at what David Moyes brought in the early days, as Al said, you know, it was organisation, it was communication, it was accountability, and you know, everybody knew what they had to do, and you know, that that steered us away from. Relegation issues and you know ultimately led to you know a, a very good period of time and and the, and the one manager. I think that, I think Matt, if I can just jump in there, you know um, the one thing about Sean Dyche is that you know he he is, you know that game against Arsenal actually was a very difficult game. We talked about in in the way of how he managed it through the game, if you know, uh, because mm. you know. We were ne- we were never going to be comfortable in that game, you know. Even if we went two nil up, we weren't going to be comfortable in that game because Arsenal, because of the opposition, basically, you know, it wasn't a game where we were playing a side that were not 
really a threat. You know, they were a threat at all yeah. times, even even in the last five minutes. You know, so so in a way, you know, that the pressure on him during that game must have been huge. You know, to 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 keep that um, momentum and to keep the players focused. But you know, I, I just think um, I, I I think in my time in football, what I've, I've seen is you cannot two two things that a football team needs to be successful is hard work and unity you know and and i i think without them i'll guarantee you you will not be successful you know look with them it doesn't mean that you're going to be successful either but what i can guarantee is that if you don't have those two things uh, you will be you will not be successful and i think one thing that or the things that Sean Dice will bring in are those two things hard work and unity and, and and you know i've seen him i've worked went closely to see him at burnley you know a number of times and i've seen it there and um and i you know i think that was the secret and i think if that can continue um i, I have no doubt that we'll rise up the table no doubt whatsoever it's interesting what saying, the, you, you say about the, the hard work and the unity there um obviously this is where I'm, i was kind of going to allude to saying about i think that he he surprised me and actually, you know, some of the other stuff that he's done last week. And I think probably the two things you've touched on there, Al, are exactly what he's done. You know, the first one, the training ground thing we talked about already, right? Everyone on the training grounds, let's run further. You know, let's, you know, let's, let's, let's do all that kind of good stuff that, you know, that, you know, if we were as fit as every other side of the Premier League, then no one's going to outwork because, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's kind of back to basics. But I was really impressed. I, I've done a lot of work and continuous improvements. Um, my old job as a culture change manager going into big organisations of nearly 100,000 people and trying to change culture. Um, and one of the things I loved was a thing called the Tuckman model. Um, you know, and, I, and I'm sure you've come across it, Al, you know, you, yeah. you've, you've led yourself. And there was elements of that, what he was doing, wasn't it? You know, he created that yeah. psychological safe environment. Yeah. You know, he, he encouraged, you know, people to talk about, you know, the elephants in the room. Some things that haven't worked. I think there was a thing to say there was only two people that didn't speak out, which is, you know, fine. But, you know, he, he, by not speaking out, you're still allowing people the opportunity, uh, which, is, which is just as useful. Um, you know, he kind of coaxed out them hidden agendas. But I think what we saw was the first stages of that. I don't know if he used that or something similar. You know, a lot of these leadership stuff overlap, but the kind yeah. of the, the first stage is forming and then it gets a storm and the form can be a day or two. Or a month, it depends on the dynamics, but obviously he's expected professionals that that kind of form and element to be a lot, lot shorter. Alan, I can see obviously acknowledging that. Do you think we were seeing him really kind of probing into maybe some of the things behind the surface and, and, and trying to get that unity? Well, well I, I think I think what you what you've got to understand about football is not, I, you know I, I've had a privileged position for many years where I'm I'm within them you know I used to sit on the on the team bus with Neville Southall going down to <laughs> Arsenal and to you know and, and sit and talk to Nev. Nev Nev was a real talker deep talker you know and and he would talk to you about the game and talk to you about I remember him talking to me about Bergkamp once you know um, and, and and a duel that they had you know and Bergkamp was coming in and, and he was watching his eyes and and it was fascinating to talk you know to to this guy that you see you know, on the pitch, he looks very different on the pitch, you know, on the bus talking to him, you know, and, and, and what I've found over the years with, with, and a lot of people don't, I think a lot of fans don't see this, is that players respond to that. Players respond to professionalism. They respond to, you know, uh, direction, you know, and when, you know, even down to whether they're 
t-shirt has been delivered to their, their door in the hotel on a Friday night, you know, and th- they like to be led, you know, if that makes sense. And they yeah. like to, you know, you, you would think with an easy manager, you know, or the manager who wasn't that strict and whatever, you think they'd rather prefer that. They don't. They want they want to be challenged. They come alive when 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 you challenge them because they're professionals and they want the best. And that's what invigorate. You know, go to any of the top clubs like Pep. Go and see how how Pep Guardiola challenges his players. You know, go and see. You know, dare I say, even Klopp. You know, you know, go and watch how he challenges his players. You know, and 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 that's the difference. And I, and I've no. It's no surprise to me to see the players respond to that because. As I say, they're professionals, and that's what they're they're in the business for. And think about it with your own job. You know, if someone gets interested in you, in your in your in your manager wise, you know, and you 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 get engaged. You know, whereas if a manager comes in and doesn't really talk to you, or whatever, you you drift away. And and it's simple. It's so simple. <laughs> but I think that's what you get with Dice. Definitely, I I couldn't agree more. And. Well, one thing we have heard, uh, Al, and um, obviously you're talking about, and I, I'm glad you've said that, you know, because it, it does help, you know, obviously you do, you do, as a fan, sometimes look and wonder, you know, what are these behind-the-scenes things like? What are the dynamics like? And obviously we've seen Dekure, obviously, you know, the reports from The Athletic suggesting Dekure was speaking French to other French players. Lo and behold, that you know that's always going to happen. But you know it was an element of dissent as such. You know, speaking out against Lampard, and it it struck me as I was thinking, what's going on? There's obviously you know the, we said we talked about the elephants in the room. We talked about you know maybe you know some you know maybe they're not being listened to. Uh, and actually, to Kure at the weekend became a resurgence. You know, and and I thought to myself, well, that's Deitch actually turning. He obviously come into the job. He he's obviously probably read all the all the headlines and the reports. He probably done his research. But probably he will have done his research. But he actually turned that scenario around, Al. And 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 do, do, do you think that that that's you know? Can you imagine this to be the case of a manager coming in and thinking, right, scrap it all, let's get back to basics, let's try and you know ignore what I've read and 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 let let me you know see you know actually actually think what I actually see from from the day I walk into the dressing room. Yeah, he will have come in with no preconceived ideas publicly you know or outspokenly wise you know he will he will of course have them in his head you know because he's he's a clever man you know he will know what's gone on and he will know what the characters are like in the team but it, but he'll he'll put it out there to the players that there will no, he's got no preconceived judgments on on players i mean i actually heard before he took the job i actually heard that decore was highly rated by him it was no surprise to me to see Decore do what he did on Saturday because I thought he played really well and, and I think he will play really well. I think he's a very good player. Clearly something had gone wrong with the previous manager, you know, or, or, or the previous managing team, whatever. Um, you know, and, and those things happen when you're in the situation that I was saying, you know, but when when something new comes in and when you when you see someone giving you that belief and that, you know, you will see a difference and you will see a player respond to that. And that's what we saw on Saturday with Decore, I think. And you'll see it with with other players. You'll probably see it with Michael Keane because Michael Keane, you know, I think the manager has a lot of belief in Michael Keane as a defender as well. So, you know, and, and it's a huge thing. And I've seen it many times. You know, I've seen so many managers down the years and, and how they, and they were all very good in their different ways. You know, Frank Lampard will have, Real, 
real um, positives about him. You know, make no mistake about that. Uh, but that certain things will will not quite fit, and and certain things will with different managers. And you talked before about having. I think Jurgen Klopp will face his seventh Everton manager since he took over Liverpool, uh, which is incredible, really, on yeah. Monday night. You know, and and but but you know all those managers. I don't think there was really anything wrong. I mean, clearly that the Rafa one was was a, a nightmare before it started, you know, and, and I said that not, not because Rafa Benitez wasn't a good coach or anything, you know, I know the, the results were bad in the end, but, but, you know, it was never going to work because he would never have had a honeymoon, you know, which, which, which was, which proved right in the end. Um, but, <clears throat> but, you know, what, what I was trying to say was the, the managers have their own things and their own, and they, they attract to players and, and Sean Dyche will, will I'm sure have fallen out with players over the time. But, but they will respond to him because of that. As I say, that 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 challenge, and and, and you know, and he's challenged them this week. There's no two ways about that. And you've seen a response. And I I think long may it continue. It's uh, couldn't agree more, Al. It's 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 almost like the uh, the Marines, isn't it? You know, yeah. uh, Matt. I know, I know a couple of good lads who were in the Marines and the SBS who are blues and. They tell me about them times where they're pushed to the limits. You know, in training, they're almost broken. Um, because they want to see, you know, you overcome, you know, that then periods of time. And, uh, you know, we've seen McNeil uh, run, for, I think McNeil and Antikure, uh run the highest, since they've been at the club, highest distances. Um, as Al's alluded to, Matt, there, are we, is that what we're seeing? Are we starting to see him, you know, challenge people and seeing how, what he's, what he's going to get out of people, you know, who's going to step up, who's going to shy away, you know, what are we going to, who's going to fall in between and anything, uh, anything else? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and from from the from this group of players' point of view, you know, they're they're almost you know back on probation again. You work with a new manager, and you're going to see players who, you know, please God, do we stay up? And then, you know, people who you can see some players you think, you know, I really want to stay at Everton, and I, and I have to work my way, you know, towards earning the manager's trust. Um, you know, and, and the supporters' trust as well. You know, because they've they've put themselves in in a situation that they're in now, and you know they've. They've got to get themselves out of it, and the only way they're going to do that is, you know, by by applying themselves on on the pitch and you know committing to what the the new manager is asking them to do. And I think Dyche is a is a bit of a taskmaster, so you know his his methods are going to you know most importantly include hard work. And I, I think he's the type of manager that if you're not putting it in on on the training field, then you know there'll be there'll, there'll be no exceptions. I think. You know, if you're not doing it on the training field, then you know, the next person takes the shirt. And it, it, it's good that you, you you can see that he's given everybody a clean slate because, you know, Decore's been, you know, nowhere near the first team. I think the last time the last time he started a game was was the Bournemouth Cup game, I think it might have been. You know, so for, for him to come in and put the performance that, that he did, then you know, it, it just goes to show that you know, there, there is... There, there's a way back into the team for, for people who, who ha- you know, haven't had the opportunity, albeit whether yeah, you know, they weren't on a preferred, uh, preferred player Lampard, or you know, they they just from from loss of form. Um, what one of one of the, the really really good things on 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 Saturday was the the organisation of the team meant that you could see that. People just they just ran and ran and ran and they were willing to commit themselves 
and they were willing to put tackles in, they were willing to chase back. And, you know, I'd, I'd imagine that the, the managers drilled in through that in training, but it's, it's just something that when, when you know the team aren't playing as well as they can, then they're the sort of first things that start to go. Yeah. And, you know, there they was just no let up on the weekend, none at all. It, it, was, it, was, it was just good to see. There's always such things as silent checkouts, isn't there? It's where you know ultimately the players, probably or or a person in an organisation, has left already in the minds, but they kind of just see in the timeout. You know, and I think. Believe me, know, though, I can tell you. I was going to say, you know, uh, Matt talked about you know them having to show their best every day in the training ground. You know, I, I if I know Sean Dyche, you know, even the chef, if his omelettes aren't the best omelettes every day. He will tell him about it. You know, I, I, I genuinely believe that. You know, it doesn't matter what standards you do at though, that well, club. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You, you, no matter what you do at that club, whatever job you do there, he will tell you if you're not giving it your best. You know, I, I'm sure of it. I'll, I'll, I want to know now. What, what, what would you offer? What, what, what's on an Almeyer's omelette? Oh, it, it, <laughs> honestly, that's an easy one. Every time, mushrooms and onions. That, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Can't, you can't argue with that. Can't argue with that. And, and that's why I'm usually, when you talk about the elephants in the room, when I was there, that was usually me, to be fair. <laughs> but anyway. Fantastic. So if, if you learned off more on this podcast, if we've not talked about anything, you know, that does that, give you any insight that you haven't read already, we've learned what on what, what's on an Al Myers uh, omelette. So, you know, that's, that's what it's all about. Um, I just, just a quick one before we kind of finish. Um, Obviously, the uh, side derby, little tiny thing that's coming up next week. Um, obviously, a huge thing, Al, for, for Sky. You know, obviously, I think it gets, you know, really blown up and, and, and that kind of stuff. And, you know, and I think for the right reasons over the years, the, the Merseyside derby has been something special. Maybe over the, the last couple of years, again, there's been some animosity issues that we don't want to see, you know, probably flared up for the minority, not the majority. You know, obviously, my... My brothers are red. Me, my uncle used to play for Liverpool in the eighties. Um, you know, my best mates are red, and, and my godsons are red. So I, I've been in the game with family and, and friends. Um, you know, and and kind of give give the banter on the way down the game, and then give us a load of stick after it. That's how it should be, uh, and that's how it you know it was in the eighties yeah. and the nineties, and we, we've seen this kind of tit for tat stuff happening. You put a graffiti here, then that then ends up with brick graffiti there. We need to get back to it, don't we? Of, of remembering yeah. those couches together, and you know, we're you know, beyond blue or red, we need to be better than that, don't we? I think social media has, you know, has caused a lot of that. Um, you know, because things are said on social media, and, and people get the um, the feeling that it's that way in reality, and it usually isn't. But but obviously, it, it does goad people social media and, and probably into doing things that they wouldn't normally do. Um, but um, but look, it, it's a great. I saw somebody posted a photograph uh, this week on 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 Twitter uh, of um, the two the Everton team. It might have been Tony Kay actually, the ex Everton player of, of of the Everton team sitting on a team bench thing and you know getting the team photograph and the Liverpool team sitting together on the pitch at Goodison. And I thought it was absolutely fantastic. You know, it's a great photograph. I've seen it before many years ago, but. It, you know, and to think, can you imagine if those two teams came together and, and sat on a, on, you know, it, it, it's just, in, you know, unrecognisable today. But, you know, it, I've been obviously working there for many Merseyside derbies and they are 
I mean, so much so that I would never go to Anfield, even when I worked at the club. I remember Roberto saying to me, you know, we'll, we'll be okay tomorrow. I'll see you there tomorrow. And I said, well, I actually don't go, uh, uh, Roberto. And he said, what do you mean you don't go? I said, I can't go to Anfield. And, and it's not because I don't, you know, I don't, I, you know, it's not because I've got a hatred of Liverpool. And, you know, I don't take football in that way. You know, I don't, I don't hate anyone in that respect, you know. But I went there a long, long time ago when Ronnie Rosenthal scored in something like the 98th minute. And, and at the time, we a point was like, unbelievable to us at that time we were we were not in a good place uh, and he scored with the in 96th or 98th minutes I can't remember what it was and like it it absolutely killed me you know I, I, I couldn't and I said like that's it I'm never coming again for a derby you know because I just couldn't handle it and I always remember you know uh, Walter would say you know come and come you know come to the game and I say no I'm not I'll watch you at Goodison on the telly you know and, and that's what I did even as I say even as a director of communications I didn't go uh, I just can't help it I just can't lose there you know what I mean um, I've been back there with Blackburn and everything no problem but when it comes to a derby I just can't do it but there's such special games and I think this one will be a, a cracker you know because I, I, I'm going into it rather stupidly now with confidence, you know, and, and if you'd asked, if you'd asked <laughs> me a week and a half ago, sure. yeah, you know, if you asked me a week and a half ago, I was terrified about it, you know, because I actually thought these two fixtures were massive fixtures for us. You know, people were saying, you know, after the, you know, this is a free hit. And all, no, 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 no. You know, these two fixtures were really, really important because if we'd have lost these two fixtures, you know, and thankfully we've won one of them already. But if we'd have lost those two and Forrest had won one of theirs, I think that put them, you know, nine points clear of us. And then, you know, and Forrest were like down in the in the bottom three for a long time just recently. You know, and we can't afford to get cut adrift, you know, at the bottom. We just can't. We have to keep up with it. So that's why I think these two games were really crucial. We've 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 done 50% of them and hopefully we can do the other 50% on, on Monday night but um, but I love the derby I, I, you know in that respect it's a great atmosphere I totally agree with you that it needs to calm down a little bit you know with the uh, the tip for tat but um, but yeah I mean here we go again you know confident of going to that field and I think what have, have we won one in 24 games I think someone was telling me it's 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 a great level, it isn't it, Al? Um, oh, and I, I was sat uh, Lee Mack from the View from Abundance podcast. I was sat with him Bass at the weekends, and I said we, we were kind of all talking, saying we 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 started the week off thinking we might get you know we, we might even get a draw against Arsenal, and then closer yeah. we got to the Saturday, we were we were almost convinced of the win when we set the wins low, having a few Guinness, um, and I think it'll be the same at the weekend. You know, obviously, sorry, Monday now, isn't it? Strange, the yeah. strange kickoffs time that we we have, but uh, it's look, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna curse it, but if Everton want to have a good opportunity in a derby, it's probably now, isn't it? Let's be honest. Um, but I'm sure Klopp will be using that kind of needle to reinvigorate his Liverpool side as well to say, look, this is what we're all about. So, you know, Dyke won't be the only one that's using that, that kind of factor, will he? So, are you speaking to me? Sorry. Yeah, uh, sorry, Al. Oh, yeah, I'm so... sorry. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, you know, Dyche will go head to head with the Klopp on the touchline. I've no doubt about that. You know, um, he's an experienced manager in that respect. He knows how to deal with the touchline, you know. Um, and I know, interesting because, of course, Frank Lampard had a little bit of history, didn't he, with with uh, with Jurgen Klopp. But um, 
but you know, uh, yeah, I've no no doubt Dyche will will manage that game well. It won't it won't phase him at all going to Anfield, um, you know. But it's an interesting game because I think it's a dangerous game as well because whilst we'll go there confident, I don't think Liverpool, you know, Liverpool are still a dangerous team. I know they're not playing great at the moment, but, you know, I saw the leaflets that were put about the other night, you know, about saying it could be the last derby at Anfield for a while yeah, and all the rest, you know, so the, the mind games have already started. Pin, pin that on the noose, boys, Al. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, <laughs> listen, what I found with those games is you never know until you turn up. I mean, that, that game I was telling you about with Roberto, the first first game he played and we were doing really well you know and we were we've been to Man- Manchester United and won 1-0 with Oviedo and he said to me come on and, and on that Man United game he said to me I said I'm got he said you coming tonight I said yeah I'll be there you know so he said I'll give you something special tonight so uh, tomorrow night you know so I said oh really okay so I said I'll look forward to that not really thinking too much about it and of course he did and it was a great night we all enjoyed it and then a few weeks later, he said to me, you know, come to Anfield. He said, I'll promise you a good night. And of course, I didn't go. So I stayed in Goodison. And we all know we got beat 4-0, you know. So no matter what you think going into a derby, it's usually not anything like what you think it was going to be, you know. So it could go anywhere on Monday night. I, I really don't know what's going to happen. I'll... Once bitten, twice shy. I ended up next to my best mate and, and my godson for that game, the 4-0. Um, yeah. It was because I couldn't get a ticket in the away ends at the time. And, um, yeah. Well, we <laughs> never were twice never again. Weren't we? Because I think they beat us 4-0 <laughs> the season after as well, didn't they? Uh, uh, it was uh, horrific. I even had my brown shoes on. That didn't even work. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, Matt, um, I... What are your thoughts on the Derby week, mate? You build on just just from Alan, and we'll kind of close it off. Then I'm not going to ask you for predictions. Just out of look, I don't I don't want predictions because I think that things like these backfire. But how, how are you feeling as an Evertonian on Derby week? Um, I think you know, we we've been scarred so many times over the years, um, by by the Derby. You know, even when we've been playing well, and we you know we've the occasions where we've been above them in the table. And you know, it, it, it's still it's still a game that we we always seem to actually play the occasion and not a game, and it, it you know it never tends to work out for us. You know, the the one win in twenty four was was the year which none of us were you know could go. It, it's just it's just one of those things, you know. And we were we were fantastic on that night, and I don't think we really thought we'd get much out of it. And you know, we we were absolutely brilliant. Um, it, it it just always tends to be. A game where they, you know, that they, they seem to keep their cool and and, and we don't, and, and and things seem to, you know, go go against us. You know, the the one game which springs to mind with it over recent years was you know the 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 game that sadly Pickford threw winning at the end. You know where, or or you know right throughout the game we were the better side. We by by far and away, and we had the better chances, and you know it, it just. Managed to construe it that you know, we just we just couldn't get the win and we were our own worst enemy. So it, it's just even even when you think you can go there and, and win, sometimes you know it, it, as I say, we played the occasion and not the game. But I do I do think I I do think that where we are now with with the manager that we've got, I, I think he's the, the type of person who can get into these players' heads a bit. 
a bit more than what what previous managers have done and and i think the instruction um and the organization that he has and that he will probably drummed into them all week in training don't do and it, Matt. Don't do it. I know. I, I know what 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 what's, what's going he's on. Edging there, Al. He's edging. taking his time to get there. You know, I'm thinking he's going to no. do it any minute now. What 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 I was going to say, Al, was um, that I, I think I think that we may we, we may come away from this game with some positivity. After, I'll, I'll after. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely, Al. <laughs> I'm just going to finish the podcast, uh, Al. Um, well, just before I pass it over to you, because uh, I want to ask you, so because you're a man that that manages to galvanise at times the way you speak to us, um, whether you realise it or not at times. But I want to give a quick shout out to um, nychyl.com. Uh, Mick, who runs that place, top Evertonian. Um, obviously, do Everton t-shirts. Uh, I didn't expect this at all. I dropped a a lovely, um, I don't know if you've seen them, Al. The, uh, it, it was like a, a backdrop of all ex-Everton players in a bar. Yes. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. Brilliant. He's, yeah, he, brilliant. He, he's such a good... He, we've got so many talented Evertonians, but Mick yeah, is, without, is without doubt one of them. Um, and he's done a couple of fantastic kinds of... Uh, done a Lars one. I'm going to finish with the Lars, actually. Um, you know, he's done a T-shirt today. Supporting Everton is the, is the most scouse thing you can do. And in Zart Merseyside Army Week, I kind of like that phrase. I think it's quite fitting that he's brought the uh, the Lars uh, T-shirt out. So uh, if you if you don't follow him already, it's at NYCHYL. Um, and Mick will be surprised that I've, I've actually read that out because he's not the type of person to ask you to. Um, you know, he just goes out his way to help people, to be fair. No, he, he is very talented. I, I've seen his stuff. I, I saw it where, I think the one where he's sitting on the, was it the one where he's sitting on the... Um, the Empire State Building, and yes. he, he did something like it, that as well. And you was, know, yeah. yeah, yeah, fantastic stuff to be fair. But as you say, we've got so many talented Evertonians, and I remember that from when when we did the the, the new badge thing, you know, and I joined again, and and uh, and we had that issue, and so many great, um, you know, designs sent into me. You know, it was just unbelievable. I mean, you know, obviously. We we couldn't take a fans one because you just can't do that democratically. You just can't do it, you know. So, but um, but we we did we got a lot of inspiration from that, you know. And I think we had something like eighteen thousand designs sent into us, you know. Yeah. People, honestly, it was just incredible. And uh, looking through them all, someone someone back of cornflake boxes and and all, you know, it was <laughs> it was fantastic at the time, you know. And I, I I couldn't I couldn't really get them to understand that, you know. It can't be your design, you know, because like you've got another twenty thousand people all saying, "Well, why can't it be mine?" You know, it had to be a club thing, you know. But um, but it was, it was, it was fascinating. And as you say, you know, some great people. And I, and I love, you know, going on social media. I had a break for a while because it started to, the negativity started to get me down a bit, and you know, not in a in a, in a bad way, you know. I mean, you know, I deal with those things. I've had breaks myself. I've had breaks. Yeah. And, and and sometimes you just need to to come away from it, and and, and that's what I did. Um, but um, it's an absolute honour, you know. I, I can't believe that, you know. I've got seventy odd thousand, mainly Evertonians, talking to me on a regular basis, you know, and 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 giving me that privilege to uh, to talk. And and I only ever try and bring facts to people you know i'll never try and speculate you know i get a lot of people saying oh you're too slow with that one out you know but i don't do it to be fast and i don't do it to be 
you know, to be in the know, I think they call it, you know, I just do it because I, I, I am privileged to get that information at times, you know, and so, so, you know, and, and I think, you know, I've always been a, an advocate of the more you talk, the more you understand each other and, and the more you, you know, empathise with each other. And, and if that's what social media can do, well, it's a good thing, you know, because there's plenty of bad things it does. You know what, I'll, I, I couldn't have put that end better myself. Um, so keep together, keep unified, and let's keep pushing for a better Everton Football Club. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our latest episode.